everyone. Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. I'm your host, Kent Engel, president of Southeastern University. And I'm your co-host, Michael Steiner, vice president for innovation and communication. And we are excited to introduce our guest for today's show, Lubna Forsley. Lubna is marketing and communications consultant, leadership coach, uh, speaker motivated to help people lead with great purpose. And it's an honor to have you on our show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I want to open our conversation by talking about the great resignation. Now, more than ever, it seems like people are leaving their jobs at an increasing rate. In fact, 4% of the population quit their jobs, and we're about to go into, looks like, another recession. Where do you predict this is going, and will the trend continue, or will this be short-lived? Well, I think, first and foremost, that the great resignation is a wonderful thing. And the reason why I say it's a wonderful thing is because it gave people a chance to step back, to reconnect with what is truly meaningful for them, to reconnect with their values, and to, um, for the first time in a really long time, really make intentional choices about careers that are well um, linked to their values and to their so I don't think that the great resignation is a bad thing at all. I think it's a good thing in terms of where it's going to go. Um, I foresee that the trend will continue in the short term. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to go in the long term, but I do think that it will continue for some time in the short term. Well, and it feels like for the first time ever, um, employees have a level of leverage that they've never had before. Um, you know, people in their careers, different things. So even even if you're not considering jumping ship, right, every single company wants to hold on to its talent. Um, how can employers, you know, people who are in their uh, maybe beginning their careers leverage that in a healthy way? How can they use that to create better places to work, even where they're at, even if they're not ready to quit? Employers, not employees. Uh, employees, employees, sorry. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, how can employees uh, hold on to that? Yeah, say, so say I'm, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase the question for you. Oh, so right. employees have a level of leverage that they've never had before in their organizations, right? They, right. they, can, they can make choices. They can say, hey, we want to do this. We want to do this differently. What are some right. ways they can be capitalizing on that in this new environment? Well, I think first and foremost, I always um, advocate for people to to lead themselves and lead their own lives before they lead others. And to basically that starts by going inward, understanding what really matters to them. Mm. What are their true values? What is their true purpose? How do you connect the defining moments in their life to truly articulate their purpose? And once they have that, finding jobs that actually link very well with that or uh, redefining their own job if they wish to stay in the same company, but trying to redefine their job in a way that truly aligns with their true values and true purpose. Mm -hmm. And if that's not even possible, um, trying to find ways outside of work through volunteer work or through their community or through creating communities on social media or whatever really suits them to uh, create opportunities that truly align with their values and purpose. Yeah, so good. You know, this topic kind of leads to a lot of bigger questions, um, kind of the the relationship between employers and employees. Do you believe that uh, in the work environment, employers should see their employees as family and and kind of treat them as such? Or is that not probably the better idea? I, what do you think? I like this approach, but I know that it's not always a very popular approach. Uh, I I personally would love for employers to treat their employees as family. Um, 
But I know that that's not a very popular approach. And so if they don't want to treat their employees as family, start by treating people like you want to be treated. I think that's like the basics of everything sure. in life. Uh, and, and, and if you think if you care for the other human being and if you treat them with the respect and treat them like you want to be treated, I think they may hang around you longer. <laughs> Love it. So what is that? I, if, how do what's a healthy way for employers to create that family setting within their work culture what's how could that look like practically i think you know i'm a parent and as a parent i um use the same principles of leading like a parent as leading a, a company so that starts with setting direction uh clearly articulating the values that you want to raise your kids with and then it goes for you know, an employer as well, what are your values? And not only values that you write on walls, but values that you truly live by and reward uh, reward by. So what are your values? What's the direction so that you can align everyone to go in the same direction? How are you cheerleading your employees when they do the right things? Um, how are you handling setbacks? How are you handling employees' true needs and true um, yeah, true needs. I mean, everybody, especially now with COVID, has had to reevaluate their needs, uh, especially on work-life balance. How are you handling that? How are you being flexible? Uh, how are you meeting your employees where they're at so that they can meet you where you're at? Um, how are you balancing profit and purpose? So I think all of these come into the equation. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so important, I think, uh, when you look at organizations that grow and are healthy, and they seem to always create a new sense of, um, of, a, of a growth curve because they understand what's going on in their industry. But they also understand, as, as you're talking about, their employees and, and their gifts, their talents, their abilities, and recognizing that and then empowering them to really flourish in that. And that seems to create that, that longevity. But we also have a lot of graduates who are entering the workforce, uh, I think, for the first time and are working maybe for their very first boss, and they're kind of getting into uh, what they hope could be a career. As they're looking to further their career, how do they know when it's time maybe to move on or to advance because they don't want to be at a place too long where maybe it doesn't allow them to excel in where they need to go on their journey? I think listening to themselves and to their body, everybody every person comes with their answer within them. And so I don't really want to come with prescriptive advices other than listen to your own body and your body will tell you and you're, you know, you will know when it's time to move on. However, if you specifically wanted tips, what I could say is, I think it's really important to make sure that the job continues to align to your values and your purpose. And as long as that there is no break there, then continue and stay where you're at and try to make it work and try to grow within that setting. And if you feel that it's violating your values, then there it's really important to take a stand and, and make a move or take a stand and improve the situation. But for me, I'm really big on values uh, alignment and I'm very big on purpose alignment. So I really think it's important to, to do that. And I also think that it's very important to know, I think what you're asking is knowing when to grit and when to quit. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. And, um, you know, there is no formula for that other than listening to yourself. Uh, I think there is value in both. There's value in quitting. I, I don't want to teach my kids or, you know, I don't want to mentor people not to quit. There are times in life when quitting is good. 
and you do need to quit and 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 spread your wings and go for something bigger and better. Quitting doesn't mean you stop and you crumble. Quitting means you quit something that doesn't work for you and you spread your wings and to go to something that's bigger and better for you. And there's also a time for you know, having grit and, and sticking to hard things and learning from hard things in life, because I think they are the best teachers. Right. Love it. Love it. So when you're in your coaching situations and, 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 and with your work there, how do you help the people that you're working with find those values? How do you help them understand and identify what are some of the practices you use in your, in your own practice? Well, there's a lot of uh, online platforms today that help people. So uh, questionnaires, if they wanted to pursue that, there's one that is free that your audience can use. I think it's called Via. Um, I can send you the, the link, but yep. uh, that's one platform. Um, um, so they could find online sources. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they could step back and you know think internally of the times in their life when they've taken stands, when they've taken when they've had defining moments in their life and they've made shifts and they've made decisions. What were these decisions about? Why did they choose to go left versus right or right versus left? Um, what was it about? What, what did they value at the time? Values are deeply ingrained in us because we're taught these values by our parents. And so this is not something that they have to find. It's within them. They just need to have create capacity in their life to reflect and to, you know, um, look within and, and, and just reflect on these defining moments, these key decisions they've taken in their life and they'll find the answers themselves. But there are a lot of sources out there if they wish to take, you know, online psychometrics and online assessments that will help them, you know, articulate these better. Yeah. And you do talk a lot about um, uh, doing inner works with, mm. uh, especially with personal brain development. So what is that exactly? And how does that work? And how do you manage that? So I think the best investment you can ever make in life is the investment you make in yourself. Um, you know, there's a quote by Warren Buffett on that as well. And I think uh, spending a lot of time reflecting uh, spending a lot of time uh, and, and integrating that in your day-to-day -day schedule. And if, you know, you do that best by just sitting around and doing that or by walking or meditating or whatever works for you, but, you know, integrating that reflection time in your day-to-day -day life is really important. Self-development is really important. I've I have many, many certifications in my life. I never stop learning. Uh, I, I keep going for one certification after the next. And for me, that's beautiful because it gives me the time to always learn and, and develop myself. So investing in yourself, in learning, in um, building community, I think, um, would help you just do the inner work. And, and what I mean by community, although community looks like it's external work, it's not internal work, I think we find ourselves in community. Uh, if you create a community that um, aligns with your values and that is, um, you know, I don't want to use the word fighting, but fighting for the same things that you're fighting for, but mm -hmm. I don't know what the better word for fighting is, but mm -hmm. that is actually trying to achieve the things, same thing that you're trying to achieve. That is a good source of you going inwards because uh, there's internal healing, but there's also healing through community. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And so how can leaders create a good community for that healing work? Like what are the things you need to look for, for mentors in your life, the right kind of people that will help you grow and heal in the way you're talking about? 
Yeah, I think, first of all, taking a stand, uh, choosing what you believe in, choosing what you want to fight for, what you want to, uh, you know, create a community for is really the starting point. You need to be clear on, you know, what, what you want. So, for example, in my case, if I want to create a community for women, that's a very clearly defined target audience. And what, what do I want these women to achieve? I want them to excel in their careers because that's my belief. And so just being clear on your belief, on what you stand for and creating community around you would be a good starting point. And then looking for the right people to align with is super important. I think every person in their life needs mentors, coaches, sponsors. Um, yeah, and, and doing that and seeking that with intent uh, would be a wonderful thing to do. And and there are so many people that actually want to help out. You'd be surprised like if you just actually reach out to people and, and be genuine and say, this is what I'm trying to achieve. Would you be open to helping me on that journey, to speaking in my community or to doing something with me? I think a lot of people would be open to, to supporting you. And if they don't, it's okay. You know, like you have to have a mindset of an entrepreneur, you know, when an entrepreneur looks for an investment, they cast their net out. And if they get, you know, 10 people out of a hundred talking to them, they're happy. They don't right, care about the right. 20% that they've missed. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going to move into our fire round. Love, love what you talk about. I mean, this whole idea of self-awareness is very important. Um, in what we do here at our university in terms of integrating that into our curricular design, helping students really discover their gifts, their talents, their abilities, uh, taking time to build in a discipline of reflection because that allows you to look at all your different experiences and, and things that uh, good, bad, difficult, um, all of those things, because that does help drive their ability to kind of connect to that deep gladness that, you know, fulfills where they want to go and what they want to do. So uh, I love, uh, I love how you lay it all out. Uh, but we want to ask you a few questions surrounding kind of everything we have discussed and, and would love for you to just kind of answer what comes to the top of your, your mind and heart. And we want to grab a few practical and applicable pieces of advice uh, for our listeners from your experiences. So uh, we're going to ask probably three quick questions and I'll let Michael start. Absolutely. So right off the bat, what would you say are the keys to building a winning culture? The keys to winning a, a winning culture, a culture that's very well um, linked to clear values that you articulate and that you live by, mm -hmm. not only values that you put on walls. So that for me is culture is based on values. Yeah. What is the first thing you would tell someone who is struggling to see that purpose? Who's struggling to see that purpose? Look within your purpose is within you. Each of us have a purpose. As long as your heart is beating, as long as you are breathing, we all have a purpose and you just need to step within and, and look for the common denominator in your defining moments and you will be able to articulate it. Love it. Love it. Last question for us. How can leaders build confidence in themselves? How can they build confidence in themselves? That's a good one. Um, I think uh, start by showing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, confidence starts by showing up and by um, if you don't have what you say the word build which means they don't have it therefore they're building it mm -hmm. so I'm assuming that they don't yeah. have it in that case start by showing up and taking small steps towards a specific goal and just celebrating the, the small milestones and the small achievements that you are making and small steps or micro purpose moments will build to big steps and to big purpose 
Well, Ludna, thank you so much for joining us today on Framework Leadership Podcast. We're grateful for your uh, insight from uh, all that you have journeyed in, in experiences and have studied and have learned and have you, you've been able to provide our listeners today. If you want to stay up to date with Ludna, you can follow her on LinkedIn and Instagram. That's at Ludna Forsley. Is that correct? Is that the right Instagram? Yep. Yes. Excellent. Love it. Love it. And for more leadership content, you can check us out on Instagram at Kent underscore Ingle or at Dr. Michael Steiner or on Twitter at Kent Ingle. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, now would be a great time to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Framework Leadership. You can also visit our website, KentEngle.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's a great, got a ton of content, ton of articles and links for you to grow in your leadership. Thank you so much for listening to Framework Leadership today. Take care, everybody. 